Welcome to the Moving Past You radio show, a show about identifying, confronting, and embracing the obstacles that block and delay us in walking in our divine purpose. Each week, we delve into the complexities and rewards of walking in your purpose. Now, here's your host, Juanita Gaynor. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for the show on this evening. Um, as I am Juanita Gaynor, I am so excited for season three, like, um, season three, um, I was wondering if season three was going to actually happen, you know, this year. And the reason I say that is because, um, right around the time when season three would have actually started, um, COVID-19 hit, like, um, so, for most who are, you know, trying to figure out what week it is, whatever, for me, this is week 14 of being in alternative work, you know, s- situations with, you know, work and everything like that. So it's been 14 weeks. So if you think about it, 14 weeks ago, we didn't know how the show was going to come about, what was going to happen, what we were going to do. But we are so excited. Um, We have so many great things in store for you this season. Now, tonight we are going to be discussing resting in his power when God calls you. But before we get into tonight's lesson, we're just going to go to the Lord in prayer because there's so much that is going on. There's so many people that are hurting. There's so many people that are wondering, you know, is God really calling me? Is he talking to me? I can't hear him through all the noise in the background and everything that is going on. So therefore we are going to seek the father in prayer. Dear heavenly father, we just thank you this evening for allowing us to see another day. Even though it may not be what we thought it should be, even though we may not have thought that it was going to be this day and time, we thank you, Father, because you have so much more in store for those that are here, for those that are listening live, for those who are listening to live play, touch them, Father, comfort their hearts, Father, let them know that you are with them. Now, Father, decrease me and you increase in me so that I may deliver what you have me to deliver to benefit your people and your son's precious holy name. Amen. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm just super excited. I'm super excited. Um, when God gave me this particular topic, um, I was just like, okay, what do you, Lord, where are you directing? Where are you, where are you taking me? What is it that you need me to do? So when he said, when God calls you, You think about it when you're resting in his power, you think everything is good. And then he calls you. He he wants you to do something. He's taking you to another step. And that's what tonight is about. Now, we have some scriptures. We have our foundational text and we have an application text and we have a few um, reference text. But our foundational text is going to come from Philippians, the third chapter. Um, the 12th through the 14th verse and all the scriptures on this evening, I will be reading from the message translation. And I have become to like, love actually this translation. I am most known, I'm a King James girl. I was raised on King James. I, you know, swear by King James. But as I begin to deep dive and do more studying, the message Bible sometimes will bring it to you in a way that 
you know, it, it, it talks to you in a level in which you, in language in which you can understand. So we'll be doing tonight's lesson out of the message Bible. And Philippians 3, 12 and 14 reads as such. I am not saying that I have this all together, that I have it made, but I am well on my way reaching out for Christ who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I am running, I am off and running and I'm not turning back. I'm going to say that again. I'm off and running and I'm not turning back. Now we're going to actually go to, and I'm going to read our application text. And now application text is going to be coming from first Peter, the second chapter, the ninth and it reads as such, again, this is the message translation and it reads as such, but you are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be holy people, God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him, to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you. From nothing to something, from rejected to accept it. Now, whew, I, I remember when, when you think about God calling you, I want you to do something for me. I want you to think about a time just even for a few moments that you recall when you felt you weren't the best candidate or the best prepared or even the most comfortable, but God used you and he used you in your weakness. See, the power of the Holy Spirit can make the difference in anything. When I sit back and think about life, when I sit back and think about the things that God has done, every time he has elevated me, every time he has moved me to the next level, it's always been a weakness. I've never thought a lot of the times I've never went into a situation that God had called me to feeling like I was the best candidate for the situation. It just didn't happen like that. And I know for some people, you know, you just think I got it all together. It is what it is. I can do this. That is not what it always is. And see, when the first time God called me, it was, I, I was like, I'm not hearing it. I'm not doing it, whatever. And what he will do is he will put it in a position where you, you don't have really a choice. He will make you always come back to what he's calling you to do. And see, we're going to discuss this evening three ways that God calls you. Three ways. And I remember as I was preparing for it this evening and I was looking at the ways and I'm like, oh my goodness, he's done every single one of these to me in different situations. So, but we've all experienced these three ways of when God calls us and to prepare us for the purpose. Now, the first one, 
The first one is positioning. How you may say, when I think of positioning, I think of Joshua. As you know, Joshua was Moses's brother. And even though Moses, you know, had certain things, Joshua was positioned in a way to learn and to cultivate and to prepare for what God wanted him to have in the future. So many times God will put us under the tutelage of someone else, or he will connect us with certain people so that we can learn the craft. Put it this way, positioning is being a part of the war, but not having to be on the battlefield. Being a part of the war and making decisions, but not fully suffering the repercussions if those decisions go wrong. Now, what I say is the best part of positioning is you get a bird's eye view of how everything runs. You get a bird's eye view of how it moves, how it operates, how everything flows. There has been so many times that God has positioned me in certain positions or certain places or certain jobs or connected me with certain people so that when it was time for me to elevate to the next level, it was a seamless transition because he gave me the time to build the foundation, learn the skills and know my surroundings. So therefore, if he was you know, cultivate me for leadership. He had placed me with the leader. So when it was time to lead, it was in a foreign situation. You know, if it was to grow someone, he had placed me with that person and I could see the ins and the outs and how you maneuver things and what you do. So when it was time for me to do it on my own or for someone else, I was able to do so. See, positioning is unique because you don't think. You think you're in the shadow. You think you're behind the scenes. You think that someone else has the spotlight and sometimes you take that positioning and you miss the mark. You miss where God has you because you're so worried and you so want to be in position. Whereas the reason why he has you behind, beneath surrounded by someone is to protect you. Think about a baby. You don't, baby just doesn't start, you know, walking and eating food and whatever. He has parents, he has guidance. They, you know, protect them. They teach them. They bring them up so that when it's time for them to go out into the world, they don't look crazy. What 20 year old do you see that can't feed themselves, that can't tie their shoes, that can't do basic things? It's because they had the tutelage and they had the upbringing and the foundation to be taught. So don't ever think, that positioning is being behind the scenes. Now, for anyone who knows me, I like behind the scenes. I love it. Why? Let me tell you. Behind the scenes means nobody sees me. Behind the scenes means, you know, I can do what I got to do and no one knows. However, that doesn't always work in the kingdom because sometimes even though we're behind the scenes, there is something specific that God has given us to do and we need to do and he needs us to now come from outside of the shadows. So he's moving us out of the shadows and into the line of leadership and the line of authority to direct. 
So positioning, I feel, is one of the best ways to be called by God. Now, I love all of them. I've All of them I've actually dealt with, but positioning is the best because positioning gives you the time to cultivate the skills that is needed. It gives you the time to breathe. It gives you the time to sometimes mess up and then learn from the mistake and correct. It is never a behind the scenes thing where you're doing something and you're not going to get the glory. You're just not going to get the glory right then and there. Your job and when you're positioned is to help the other person get to that next level. It is to help where God has that person to establish that purpose and that goal. And once that has been established and you've learned all that comes with it, the ups and downs, then God will move you from that shadow and elevate you. You're not going to just go straight into anything. There's some always some type of position. There's some, always some type of training that happens with that. So if you think about Joshua, see, under Moses' leadership, he was positioned perfectly to fulfill his purpose. See, sometimes, like I said, we're wondering when our time will come. Perhaps it'll come when you remember that the leader that you're serving is serving God and you're helping that leader fulfill that purpose. And once you help that leader fulfill that purpose, God will then use you to fulfill yours. We're all interconnected, interwoven. We are interdependent on one another. So one will never outshine the other. We all are in this together. We're all in this together. Now, number two, the second way God uses to call you to your purpose is prodding. We're still on Moses. Now, you think about Moses. Moses had this incredible calling, and it was to deliver his people from slavery and to take them into the promised land. However, Moses didn't feel like he, you know, deserved it. He didn't feel like he fit in. He didn't feel like he was the person to do this. He was like, I'm not doing this. He was thinking that. He, he was really was thinking. It's like, what do you, why are you calling me? I, I don't understand why you calling me. Even when he had the burning bush moment, he didn't feel worthy. You know, he resisted God's call on every chance. You know, a couple examples of how he resisted God's call. In Exodus 4.10, he goes, you know, I'm not an eloquent speaker. I can't speak before people. I'm a, I'm a blubbering fool. I, I don't know what you want from me. You know, and can, is there someone else you can send in Exodus 4.13? Yet, even though Moses felt ill-equipped, and in many ways he was, let's not overlook that. Many ways he was ill-equipped. However, with God at the head, with God at the head, all things are possible. And finally, after some prodding and some pushing and some, you know, probably some threats, 
Moses conceded. Now see, how many times has God been convincing you for your call? I remember there's a time, I mean, when I say he poked and prodded, it was like he made it uncomfortable to be comfortable. He made sure, I, oh, I have this thing where if I see an injustice or I see an issue, if I see a problem, I'm automatic, I'm out. I'm, I'm completely out. And so therefore, in his prodding moment with me, it was like, okay, I'm going to let you see everything that's going on. I'm going to let you see all the craziness, all the dirt, because I'm, I need you to be over here and you're over here. And it took months. I was miserable, absolutely miserable. And I just wasn't, I was not yielding. I was not giving in because my thing is, is like, there's no way, God, I am equipped for this. There's no way I can do this. There's no way I am, you know, in position for this. And he kept giving me chance after chance, opportunity after opportunity. He would just make it so uncomfortable to one day I was just like, okay, okay, I give. And thankful to God, I did. Because had I not yielded, this show wouldn't exist. This would, this right here, me speaking with you, me talking with you, me teaching, me going through it would not have happened. Not at all. But he knew something greater. He, he knew that my experience, my trials, my tribulations, my transparency, my story was there to help someone. And the platform that was needed to move and help other people be more than they could be, to see that they could be more than they could be. However, if I continue to stay stubborn, it is not to say that it would not have happened. There would have been a delay and there would have been so many people that would have been disenfranchised or, you know, not serviced because I decided that I was just going to not yield. And so, so for so many of us, God is really trying to convince us to walk in your calling. And he's done everything he can. He done mess with the kids, the grandkids. He done, you know, shook everything down. He has leveled, he has allowed a global pandemic to hit us. Yeah, I was coming to that. We have a global pandemic right now. And for so many people, he had to levy a global pandemic for some people just to rest. You know, yes, I know there's all over social media right now where people have been saying, oh, if you don't come out of this with five streams of income and this and that and a house and a car and books and whatever, you're lazy. That is a lie. And I rebuke that in the name of Jesus and anybody who decides they don't want to follow me anymore after I say that I am okay with that. Because see, you're not going to put on someone else what God has put on you. You're not going to deflect what your call is supposed to be onto someone else. You're not going to sit there because you don't want to be, you want to be stubborn and you want to just be in your own little isolated world. You're not going to project what God told you to do on someone else. We're not going to have that. Because see, in this season, many of you need rest. You've probably been working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. 
Kids don't even know who you are. Your spouse don't even know who you are. You don't even know who you are. You don't know if you're coming or going. In the season, some people need to know who their spouse is. It was great 10 years ago when you got married, but now y'all basically have been chasing this money. Notice I said chasing this money. And because you're chasing that money and not chasing God and not allowing God to work in your life and let it chase you, you are still, you're trying to always get it. You're trying to make sure that it goes around. You're trying to make sure the bills are paid. You're trying to make sure that the kids are taken care of. But you've neglected one another and you've neglected your relationship with God. This is a time to get to know your spouse again. This is a time to get to know your children again. For many, for many, you don't know who your children are. So when the school calls and says, you know, at 11 a.m. each and every day, Johnny has a breakdown and they don't understand why. Well, the thing is, is like you are so wrapped up in trying to provide and trying to do the things that you need to do that you don't understand that Johnny is calling out for attention from mom and dad. Johnny is having an issue or Johnny may have something where he is, you know, suffering. Something may have happened to him and he just don't know how to tell you because everyone is always so busy. This has been a time of reconnection. You know, I can say God has told me that there's certain streams of income that I need to have and certain projects I need to have done. But he's told that to me. He didn't tell me to put that on someone else. So for right now, many of you are in this season. He's prodding you. He's convincing you. He's trying to push you. You know, many were upset that we couldn't go into the house of the Lord. It was because he was trying to make us, you know, be an altar in our own house. God was trying to come in our house. So therefore, we couldn't go into his main house because he was trying to get in our house. So therefore, we had to worship in our house. We had to let him in our house. He is crying saying, hey, I have so much more for you. I have so much greater for you, but I need you to yield to me. You know, think about so many people you may see that may be struggling and you know that God has a great call in their life and they may be like, you know what? I don't see the purpose. I'm going through all these things. I don't see the purpose or the cause. See, sometimes what you have to realize is that your obedience is going to allow someone else to be obedient and to live in their blessing and to live out their purpose and to do great things. People are watching no matter what you may think. People see how you react. People see what you do. We are never to do anything to cause us to to cause our fellow brother and sister to do anything crazy. And so when I think about that, that brings me to one of our reference scriptures. And it is Ephesians. Let me pull it up. And I'm just going to put it on the screen. It's going to be Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verses 22 to 24. And again, it's going to be the message um, translation. And it says, but that's no life for you. You learned Christ. My assumption is that you have paid careful attention to him, been well instructed in the truth precisely as we have it in Jesus. 
Since then, we do not have the excuse of ignorance. Everything, and I do mean everything connected with the old way of life has to go. It's rotten through and through. Get rid of it and then take on an entirely new way of life. A God-fashioned life, a life renewed from the inside and working itself in your conduct as God accurately reproduces his character in you. So when you, when he's prodding, when he's pushing, this is what he's telling you. He, he wants to be the one that is the end all be all. He wants you to throw all things away. He wants you to live specifically in him and nothing more. And again, it doesn't mean that, you know, it's not going to happen. His purpose will always manifest. He will reassign it if need be. But you don't want him to reassign it. You don't want him to do that. You want to be the one to be obedient and to go ahead and live out the blessing and live out the purpose and go ahead and let the people who are waiting behind you for you to lay the foundation so they can step to the next level because that's usually what it is. And I was always, I've been there. Don't want to do it. Ain't got nothing to do with me. It's all, I I, but what I had to learn and what God had to show me was that there were people who were dependent on me to be obedient and to lay the foundation so that they can step up to the next level as I was building up. Not everyone is going to go with you. Not everyone can go with you on the journey, but it is our job, those who are prepared and those who are ready and those who God is calling and he is having us to set a standard, we have to lay that foundation. We have to do what God has told us to do. And now the final way that God calls you is pulling. And when I think about pulling, I think about Paul and You have to think about Apostle Paul. He had a very, very strong personality. You know, it was kind of like, you know, mine could be sometimes in some rounds I wear the highway. You know, prior to his conversion, Paul, who was then Saul, was committed to what he thought his purpose was. And that was persecuting Christians. Let me explain some to you. Paul did his job and he did it well, did it well, did it with enthusiasm because he was in full belief of that's what he was supposed to do. You know, he was steadfast. He was determined. But see, God had a different plan. And that plan happened on the Damascus Road. You know, when, you know, Paul was pulled into his new calling through an encounter with the Lord. And see, thankfully, Paul responded to that pull with vigor. How many times, you know, are you a strong will type that God needs to sometimes strike down that he to get his point across that he needs to make sure to bring you down to size? Because sometimes 
We act like we all act. We do. Sometimes he got to let us know who's boss. And I tell you, if you've never experienced that, that is not the way you want to go. That's just no, no. That is really not the way you want to go because it's, it's a version when he's pulling you. It's, it's what I call obedience is better than sacrifice. And what happens when he pulls you, whatever is in his way, whatever is above him, whatever is being put above him, he is going to take it out without any thought or process. He don't care. Is your cousin, your friend, your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your daughter, your son, your grandbaby, whatever it is that is preventing you from doing what he needs you to do, he is going to remove it. He don't care. He ain't, he ain't having it. Because what he has to have done has to be done. Because his word can and will never return void. It's not going to happen. You know, so basically humility is key here because, you know, when they say pride comes before the fall, it does. It really does. I'm grateful that I, I have been pulled, but I have not had to be knocked down to the point where it's just like, OK. Now, he has removed things. He has taken things from me, not because of me not answering a call, it was because they would be a distraction or hindrance of achieving and completing the call. Sometimes everything can't go with you. And so therefore we are just natural people that we want to, you know, see everyone get along. We want to see everyone make it to the next level. We want to see everyone all get there. Everyone can't get there at the same time. They cannot. There's going to be some that is left behind to have to build the foundation and to bring up others. That is what happens. We all can't go at the same time. Some has to prepare for others and others have to prepare for the other ones. But see, sometimes we hold on because, again, we don't feel like we want to leave anyone behind. We don't feel that we want others to hurt or others to be, you know, left behind and feel bad. So we hold on to him and cling on to him. And we got tons and boulders trying to do what God is telling us to do. And he's like, no, that's not what I told you to do. I said, you, I said, you, I didn't say you and your cousin and them and your auntie and them. I said, you. And so when he tells you that it's best to be humble and to move. Will it hurt? Yes, because we're human. We will definitely hurt. However, we're preparing what God needs so that they can move forward. Because as long as they're there, as long as they're pulling and tugging on you, as long as they are in that mind space, they're, trying, they're going to suck the life out of you. And you cannot be any use for the kingdom when that happens. You know, and that gives, it brings me to another one of our reference scriptures, and that is going to be First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, and the 24th verse. And I want to read the King James version of this one, and it says, Faithful is he that calleth you, you also will do it. God is faithful. 
He's not calling you to do anything that he doesn't know that you're capable of. You may not think you are. You may feel that you have no earthly kind of concept on what to do. But God knows that you have the ability, the ability to do all things that he has you to do. Because see, what it says in Ephesians 2 and 10, and it's, it's like we were all God's handiwork created in Christ to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We were called and predestined well before we were thought of. God had it laid out what our purpose is, what we're doing, what he has us to do. But why sometimes do we just sit back and be like, you know what, I'm just going to wait and see what Mary and them do. I've been guilty of that. I really have. Like, I remember my first leadership position and I was probably like, probably like 11 years old. And I'm thinking I'm 11 years old. What do, what do I know about this? What do I know about telling adults what they need to do and how they need to function and, you know, leading people? I'm 11 years old. However, God was like, but no, you may be 11, but you have what I need. I'm doing that. I ain't doing that. And think of it as an 11-year-old. I ain't doing that. So for any of us who grew up in the old church, you went to church whenever the doors were open. You was there, you know, Sunday morning service, Sunday afternoon service, Sunday night service. You know, you had prayer meeting on Wednesday, choir rehearsal on Thursday, you know, youth meeting on Friday, choir rehearsal again on Saturday, you know, potentially an event Saturday night and come back and start it all over again. So you were always in the ministry. So what God did with me was, okay. So he started making it where there I didn't have a choice but to be in the role he assigned for me. So I remember when I first took over the choir, again, I'm 11. It was just a temporary thing. You know, the person wasn't there and you're just doing stuff or whatever. And then I noticed that the person just never came back. So now you're in there and you're not going to just walk away because it needs to happen. You know, same thing with being secretary. You know, when you, I've had a keen sense for numbers all of my life. But, you know, you don't think about it when you're 11. You can, you know, balance the books and you can do all these things. You just move forward and do it. So God was like, okay, I got you. Person went to another church. What, what do you do? Then to make it on top of it, my auntie was the, the Sunday school superintendent. So what you going to do, you're not going to tell your auntie and your grandmother what you ain't going to do. So he put me in that position. So therefore, I learned at a young age that being obedient to God and moving when he tells me to move was the best way to go. Now, I didn't always do it. I didn't always do it. I didn't always. I, there was a lot of times, nine times out of 10, at least up until my mid-20s, I went kicking and screaming. 
You know, he would position me and then I'd be like, I don't want to do this no more. You know, he would prod and prod and prod. Then he would just probably just knock the pride down and, you know, make me whatever. He, but it was just like, I knew in the end, when he finally, when I yielded, I knew. There was only but so far and so long I was going to push God. But that was because of being positioned and being prodded and being pulled and being put in places and things where people were pouring into me and laying a foundation and doing those things. I understood clearly that when God tells you to do something, you have to move. Now, sometimes we be having conversations because, you know, I I was that type of child, you know, especially with my background of abuse. There was questions I had, you know, like anybody. It's like, well, why we got to ride? Why we got to die? Why we got to do any of that? Like, why? I need answers, you know, or the times where, and I know some people look at me, used to look at me like, "You, you talk to God like that? Yo, that's me and him. How you talk to him is don't worry. How you talk to him is unique to your relationship with him. He knows my inner story. And sometimes I just be like, really, God, like, we, this is what we're doing today. Like we two days ago, something went down. I was like, oh, so this is how we rolling. This is what we're doing. I'm going to do it. But hey, I, what we're doing here? And you have to be honest in your interaction with him. Like I speak to him like I speak to most people, I mean, it's with reverence. Like, I, I'm not sitting up there saying that I'm not going to do it. Like, I have some questions. I'm going to do it. But God, can you can you help a sister out? No. Oh, okay. But see, God knows his child. He knows me. He knows that there'll come a point as I'm growing in this walk, as he is, you know, elevating me to the next level, that he has to, he'll show me some things. Because there'll come a point where I'll hit a, a wall and my faith will feel like it's just not there or it's dwindling or I can't see, I can't see the forest for the trees. And he will see that coming and he'll see me about to hit that wall. And before I hit that wall, the wall will disappear and I'll see some light and he'll show me some things and he'll make some things happen. And he'll make sure he puts me in position to let me know that everything is going to be all right. And so when he does that for me, what I've realized over the years is when he does that, it's okay. He's about to take me to this next level. And he's telling me that I I, now I have to be more focused because I've gotten through one thing, but I got to see where it is. Don't beat yourself up if you have moments where when God calls you and you're walking in the call and you're walking in the purpose and you feel you you just one day just have this you know break that you feel so worthless and you feel like you're not the right person for this job and you don't understand why God has called you. You'll have those moments. But see, this is when you go to the Father. This is when you, this is where your relationship comes into play. Because see, you can't make it through God's call and walking in his purpose and resting in his power without relationship with him. See, when he called you, when he pulled you, when he prodded you, when he positioned you, you had a relationship. Because he put you in those things doesn't mean you come out of relationship with him. A lot of times he puts you in positions and situations so that you can increase and strengthen your relationship because sometimes we get comfortable. Sometimes we feel like we can't do nothing else or we're too busy. And he's like, nah, we're not going to do that. I need all your attention, all of it. 
not some of it, all of it. So therefore, if I have to knock you down to get your attention, I'm going to do that. If I have to connect you with someone uniquely so that I can get you to the next level because you need, you can't see my hand in it, but I can connect you with this person and they can get you to that next level knowing that I'm in it. He will do that. If he's going to, have you ever, have you prodding? Have you ever had brothers or sisters or whatever, or that one person, and they would just just needle you. They would just, you would want to hurt them so bad. You'd be like, really? Is this what we're doing? Why are you messing with me? That's what God's going to do. He is going to do that until you surrender. So therefore, do it. He going to get what he wants. He is going to get what he wants. It reminds me of a saying that my grandmother used to say to me all the time. She used to say, we can do this the easy way or the hard way, but both of them will be my way. And I remember, I think I was about 17, 16, 17. This was, you know, before she passed. And I asked her the question one day. I said, what does that mean? I said, because I'm confused. I understand how one may be your way, but how is both of them going to be your way? She said, the easy way is you do what I do tell you to do the first time and all is happy and all the world is good. The hard way is that I'm going to beat you behind. You're still going to do what I say do. So either way, it's going to get done. So many times when I tell people, when you walk with God, <laughs> it's so much easier to do it the easy way. It's so much easier to be obedient, to repent, to be humble, to answer the call the first time. Because see, when you do it the hard way, there's delay involved, there's heartache involved, there's lessons involved. There is this just things that will happen that he will allow, not take you through, he will allow to happen because you decided to do it the hard way. And sometimes it's not even that. Sometimes the enemy will just be like, hey God, got my eye on that person. Gave him all this stuff. I guarantee if you let me take it, they're gonna tell you deuces, I'm out. And so therefore many of the times God has offered us up as suitable trainees in a process because he already knows because you know what our relationship was so tight with him it's like this he knows we're not gonna curse him and die he knows we're not gonna turn his back on him he knows we're gonna have some up and down days he knows we may be frustrated sometimes but he knows at the end of the day we're not going to walk away. So when he puts you in position and when he prods you and he pulls you, he is trying to get your relationship to a point where when the enemy comes at him, he can be like, hey, you thought about my boy over there. 
Because see, when your relationship is tight with God, there is nothing he ain't going to do for you. There's nothing he won't do for you. But also no one will be able to get over on you. No one will be able to sit up there and tell you, but God told me to tell you this. Or God said, do this. See, that's what's happening. And that's what's missing as we walk and we get into our call. We hear God call us. We know that God called us, but because we haven't cultivated our relationship with him beyond that initial calling, we get screwed. We get bamboozled. We get led astray. We get, you know, talked into our ear because understand we're listening to everyone's ear. We're not listening to God. So we're going to listen to our mama and them and our cousin and them and our auntie and them when they say, well, no, you're probably really not ready for that baby. Oh, well, you know, he really wasn't talking to you. You know, he talks to everybody. When you have your own cultivated personal relationship with him, you are going to know when he says move. You're going to know how it happens, when it happens. And when someone else comes to tell you God said, you're going to know whether he said it because he would have already told you. Already. I remember just times in my life where prophets and prophetess would would prophesy over me and would get upset because I don't fall out or whatever. And I just be like, but God didn't tell me that. I don't even sound right. Like God already know. Look, there's some things that people would tell me. I'm just be like, yeah. Um, let me understand. Let me you know. God knows me. He is not going to ever set me up for failure. He is not going to ever set me up to to fall. So there's some things that people tell us because it's it makes them feel good. It's because it's what they want God to tell them. It's because of the position they want to be in. So therefore, if they can get someone to believe like they believe and then, you know, distort what God is saying, then they feel good. But I got news for you relationship. You have to cultivate your relationship with God. When he calls you, the first thing you need to be doing is getting back to that word, getting in a quiet space, seeking him, asking him what direction he should lead you into, asking you, asking him, when should I move? I remember when we were go- we were doing and we was preparing for the show and i remember god was just doing some things in my life and i knew me i knew i knew that i would never myself move certain people places or things out of my life so the prayer that i said was lord whoever, whatever, whoever, and whatever is causing a hindrance to me doing your will, remove them. I didn't ask him to point them out to me. I didn't ask him to let me know who it is so that I can do it. I said, Lord, I gave him complete authority and autonomy to move the people, places, and things out. And was I shocked? I was. Was I hurt? I absolutely was because it was people that I didn't expect. It was situations I didn't expect. I thought those were solid relationships. You know, I thought those were solid projects and solid propositions. 
I didn't understand and realize that they were in my way. They was blocking my relationship with God. They were blocking my purpose. There was a stumbling block and therefore he removed them. So if you're in a position where you don't want to get rid of so-and-so and you don't want to tell them where they need to be, ask God to do it for you. Just say, Lord, whatever or whoever is in my way that is blocking, that is hindering my relationship with you, remove it. And that's it. Leave it at the altar. You're going to be surprised because it's going to be the people you least expect. Least expect. But at the end of the day, it doesn't mean that they're not going to see the kingdom. It doesn't mean that they're going to be left behind. It means that you Me, we were not the people to bring them to that next level. They wasn't to come with us. They wasn't to come during this journey or this time. Doesn't mean they're going to be left behind. Now, if they choose to be, but that's not God's intention. But you're not the one to do it. So I need you to honestly and earnestly walk in your call. Honestly, truly. Forget about all the other things and what could happen, what could potentially happen and all that stuff. You need to walk in the call that God has given you because at any point in time you deviate from what God has for you, it will always fail. Always fail. Always, always fail. 100% of the time, I was about to say Nina, 100% of the time it will fail. You know, you cannot... Just turn a blind eye to what's going on. We look at the season of everything that's going on now and we're wondering, God, where are you at? We're wondering, why is this going on? Why are you allowing this? Because there's times and there's seasons when you have to go into war, when battle is necessary. You know, when you, when God is positioning his people, battle is necessary. And for the believers, he is preparing us. For the believers, he is preparing us to elevate to the next level. He is preparing us to take authority, to take leadership. He is repositioning the hands of power. But we have to be ready. We have to be in relationship with him. We have to answer the call. We can't expect the blessing and don't want to be accountable for it, and we don't want to be responsible for it. We can't ask God to make a way out of no way, but we don't want to do what is necessary. We don't want to give him all of us. We don't want to walk in all of him. And I'm not saying that you're not going to have your days where you're looking like what in the God's green earth is going on. You're going to have those moments. You know, there's going to be moments where you're going to just lay in a fetal position on your bed and just cry because what the weight of the world is so heavy. Sometimes the weight of what you carry, the weight of what God has purposed you in, the weight in which he's about to allow you to birth is so heavy that you can't just talk to anyone with it. So therefore, you can only talk to him. 
Some of you who may be listening right now live or who's going to be listening on the replay, you're going through something so heavy. He is taking you through a transition and you are trying to pull your hair out and wondering what you did wrong that you don't have anyone to talk to. And that is his own unique design because he is building in you the strength that is needed. He wants you to talk to him. He wants you to seek him because see, he can't have you release this too early. He can't have you push this out too early. You have to be ready because even once you birth it, it comes with an additional responsibility that you can't even see on your own. So know that as you work and as you grow and as you do these things, he is going to shine his light. But you have to answer the call. You can't be so comfortable resting in his power and his love and his guidance that you don't answer the call. Because not answering the call is not that it won't get done. What he will do is he'll reassign it. And see what will happen. And I can just say this from my experience and why I made sure that I didn't want it to be reassigned because I was a reassignment. When God realized that my mother could not fulfill the purpose and the promise that he had put on her life, I became that reassignment. And, And it wasn't that she couldn't, but the position and the abuse and the hurt and the pain was to a point where he knew that once he delivered her from that, he was not going to allow her to continue to be on earth because there would be no way for recovery. So I became that reassignment. I became hunted by the enemy. I He has anything he could could take me out. He was going to do it. However, once I learned what that was, once I fully embraced who I was, there's nothing that you can do that's going to knock me off. Am I going to have some bad days? Of course. Is there going to be some days where I look at some people and I want to throw punch them? Absolutely. And I know some of you are probably looking at me right now or hearing this and like, did she just say that? Yes, I did. I did because it's a true fact of life. You're going to have those moments. You know, we act like anger and whatever is not a part of the human existence. God got angry, but he didn't stay that way. And that's the key. See, the sin is staying that way. The sin is holding on to it, festering it, and all those things. We have to answer the call. When we answer the call, we have to answer with our true and authentic self so that we're prepared to present our true and authentic self. So when someone comes in contact with us, They see God. You got to understand that sometimes for some people, the only time that they see God is when they see you. The only time that that light is shown upon them is when they see you. So therefore, be that light. Shine bright. Know that God hasn't left you. He hasn't forsaken you. But he is cultivating you to get to the next level. So remember, he is uniquely positioning you. Sometimes he's got to prod you. And a lot of times he has to pull you. But know that those 
unique things are necessary so that you can walk in his purpose, so that you can rest in his power and answer the call. The call is amazing. The call is powerful, but it does require work and it requires attention to God. He's a jealous God and he wants all of you. And if you give him all of you, he will give you all of him and he will make provision for all the other things that your heart desires. Why? Because your ways will be his ways. Your thoughts will be his thoughts and your wants will be his wants. And when you do that, it makes it easy for God to love on you and lavish on you. Not to say he doesn't love us, but you want that extra special portion that comes with obedience, that comes with sometimes sacrifice, that sometimes comes with foregoing those friends who just ain't ready, foregoing that partner that just God just says isn't right for you. You cannot rest in his power if you don't answer the call. I know many people say, you know, I can just chill with God all day. You can. But to get to that next level, to get to where he has for you, to get to a place where he provides to a point where it has blown your mind how it's happened. You need to answer the call. Because I can say right now, as I close, in this season, I have not lacked during COVID-19. I haven't lacked. Actually, God has continued to bless me more than anything I can ever imagine. He has provided for me. He has made provisions. He has opened doors that have I couldn't even imagine. But this was a process. This wasn't an overnight thing. This was when two years ago, I answered the call. And I stuck it out. Good, bad, and indifferent. And it didn't matter what someone else was doing, what someone else was thinking. You know, he positioned me, he connected me, he prodded me. He did all of those things so that I can be in June of 2020 to say that the God that I serve is amazing and that he will do exceeding and abundant according to anything that you can ask him. So remember to rest in his power. You got to answer the call. Gotta, gotta, gotta answer the call. So next week, we are going to continue with this theme, resting in his power. However, we are going to be talking about walking in his purpose. Now, see, again, you can't rest in his power and walk in his purpose if you don't have relationship with God. Walking in his purpose is hearing everything that he has for you to hear. So thank you for joining us. Have a wonderful evening. We'll see you next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be blessed. Have a great evening. Good night. We'll see you next week. 
Thanks for joining us this week on the Moving Pasture Radio Show. Make sure to visit our website at www.movingpastyou.com where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes. If you found value in the show, rate us on iTunes or simply tell a friend about the show. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for our next episode. And remember to always be kind in your word, your thought, and in your deed. Be blessed.